What's up, guys? Uh, another episode of the Gooseknob Show. Let's go. So, quick idea. I hope. But I think in Christianity, what, or rather, the probable outcome of what occurs in reality, or, or I guess what determines, you know, what happens in reality is interesting because in an atheistic framework it's all deterministic and there's really no order in it right and maybe you have like some game theory where causal actors you know or individuals you know create cause and choices and whatever um but i think in christianity it's a very interesting system so you have one or or the 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 biggest one is of course god right God is the, you know, the writer of the story of what reality is, or at least, you know, writing the main plot points, I guess. And at the end of the day, what God needs to do is write a story in which, you know, the different prophecies come to pass, in which, uh, I guess... Yeah, 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 and and then and then the certain certain things end up, and you know everything is oriented towards making sure that that you know the the things that are prophesied about and things that are supposed to happen come to pass, right? And it's it's an interesting thought because like it's you can imagine this is like a bunch of different world lines, you know, possible realities. Kind of think about it like a kind of like a time traveler, you know, what are the different plot lines of 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 reality? And then there are there are all these different plot lines, right? But they're all brought together. They're all the wave function of what could happen is collapsed into these prophesied events. That's essentially I think I guess how God can kind of you know, control reality. You know, in terms of orchestrating maybe the beginning parts and then it ends up going into that, you know, in, in, in a sense, the clockmaker's kind of idea. But there's also the, 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 the fact that if you maybe align yourself with God, you believe in Christ and the truth, then the way that that helps you is that it, it aligns your actions in I guess maybe being orchestrated not by yourself but by the supercomputer of God. So so at the end of the day God, you know, organizes maybe the high-level strategy of what happens in reality and then also orchestrates kind of for individuals who believe in the truth what they're you know what's going to happen with them. You know, because if you, you know, if you're taking commands from God in a sense, then you know, in a sense, that's kind of where, that's the thing that's controlling your actions. And then I'd also say maybe there's, you know, there's a a greater force, you know, a greater kind of narrative weaving that God does in, in that it, he's trying to pull everyone to him in a sense, while making sure that all the things that need to come to pass, come to pass but also while maybe respecting free will, I guess, you know, because at the end of the day, people have a choice of what they believe and what they do. So anyway, 
that's number one. Number two, of course, as we said before, or as I just said, people's free will and choices, right? So there's a there's an element of judgment and decision in each soul. And that's something that I would say, you know, is, is an important thing. You know, you get to decide what you want and you can either be, you can either try and align yourself in the best sense with the truth or you can maybe align yourself with the anti-truth or align yourself with, you know, just what you, your own whims are. And in doing so, you're pretty much up to ma- the ma- manipulation of the highest bidder. You know, whoever, you know, it could either be God or it could be the devil or it could be whatever that kind of controls where you're going. But um, that's that's kind of how the the will and the soul works, I think. And then I think there's another point. There's another interesting kind of causal entity in the mix. But I would say that there's another kind of super like God. I'd say is a supercomputer, right? There's like an like an insane level of strategy that needs to be done in order to get all of these things to work out. And then I think the other part of this is the the devil, or you know the antichrist or the uh, you know the anti God type of entity. And I'd say that that in and of itself is another form of like a you could look at it like a supercomputer like the the force of chaos and 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 non-order and i don't know just you know well it's not just chaos but it's also you know t- tyranny you know the the uh, i don't uh, let's just let's we're, we're, this isn't a discussion on evil it's a discussion on on causality with within a christian framework i guess so the Antichrist, Christ, and then the self. And the Antichrist, and this isn't a Gnostic thing, because the, the Gnostics would say that it's another, you know, like, big G God, you know? But that's not the case. Like, this is a, a very temporary thing. And also, I, I would say, just one quick aside, the, the concept of the devil and evil in Christianity isn't that it's a... It's like, oh, this is a real, you know, this is a real entity. This is a real thing. It's a real structure. Darkness is not a thing. Darkness is the absence of light. In a similar way, the devil, the Antichrist, isn't, you know, an actual real thing. It's the absence of truth. You know, it's the, the lack of God. And, and at the end of the day, I would say also just looking at this, no, 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 that's, that's another kind of uh, rabbit hole, but as you approach infinity, as you approach the infinite, you know, infinite time, you know, as, as we approach eternity, God will exist, but the nothingness of the Antichrist will disappear. The only thing that will be left is light. So I think one way to understand this is that, you know, the Antichrist and the, the, you know, the kingdom of the Antichrist, the world, is a temporary thing that doesn't really, you know, it's, it's not something that's going to be a, a, a stable institution. It's something that's very temporary. So 
my point being is that you can't really conflate God and the Antichrist as being on the same level. They're not, they're infinitely separate. But at the current time, in the current locality of, temporal locality we exist in, the Antichrist, you know, seems to have form and seems to have, you know, power. But compared to eternity and compared to God, it's nothing. So anyway, that's, that's the point there. But the point, let's go back to the causal idea. We have God, you know, the supercomputer mind of God, the supercomputer, uh, well, not really supercomputer, but just like the will of the self, you know, your own small decision-making ideas, you know. And then I'd say there's another supercomputer of the Antichrist. Because I would say that, you know, angels, I'm not really sure I understand them completely, but I guess one way to understand it is that they are spiritual entities of some sort. And they have some sort of effect on reality. And I would argue that the way that spiritual things have an effect on reality is that they can influence probability. Because from my understanding of quantum physics, probability is a real thing, and I, I don't think it's just some deterministic wave function. I think, you know, there's a level of indeterminacy within reality. There's a level of indeterminacy within reality. And God and other spiritual things probably have some sway over which what or which thing can occur, probably, I think. So, point there, the point there is that there's another supercomputer. That's the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is trying its best to kind of thwart God. And it can influence reality on some level, you know, and try and tempt people, sway people away from Christ, do, you know, all these different things. And has some level of power or whatever, you know, and since it's a spiritual thing, you know, we're assuming that this is like a, you know, super intelligence of some sort, right? Like God is like an ultra super intelligence or whatever. Um, But, but we have all these three basic players in this, in this framework, you know, the Christ the Antichrist and the the the, the soul, right? The, the human soul, and these things shape, in a sense, how reality comes to pass and what will happen and how things go down. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's just a thought on how this how this stuff all works in terms of the Christian was an ontology or however you want to say it. Um, yeah. Um, there's one other point I wanted to say on the Antichrist. But it's uh, escaping me at the moment. Uh, Antichrist with... Uh, let me think. Let me think for a second. Okay, I thought for a second. I think I found out, figured out what I wanted to say. So, the Antichrist... Or I think from... In terms of Christian ontology or whatever... I don't know if I'm using these words right. But in terms of Christian ontology, I believe that angels and spiritual beings can look at 
kind of time or yeah time in a fourth dimensional kind of way where they can see what has happened and what will happen in kind of like a you know maybe they, they, they can know they know the future and maybe they don't know the future of everything but maybe they know uh, their own future potentially so a spiritual entity like an angel right or a fallen angel in the case of Satan would know exactly what the ramifications of their choices are whereas humans not so much humans we don't really know what happens in the fourth dimension we just know that you know stuff happens and you know we 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 were guided by right and wrong and all this stuff and we can believe stuff but we don't really completely i'd say i don't think we completely know what's going to happen so devils and angels do from my understanding and since Satan would know what happens, you know, where his actions end up, what the fruits of his actions are, but he chooses to betray God anyway. Why would someone do that? Why would someone do, do that? I think that, was it Milton, I think, or someone said, it's better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven or something like that. And I'd say that that's a great kind of way of laying out the devil's motivations, right? In a sense, I'd say that Satan wanted to, because it has to be kind of a make sense what, what the motivations are. He wanted to be like God, in a sense, he wanted to create, you know, something that was outside of God so he could be another God, which is pretty trippy if you think about it. It's like, well, okay, God is creation, right? God is, you know, everything. God is the basis of reality. That's the spirit, I would say. God is the, the, the limits of creation, that's, that's the Father. And then God is kind of, you know, truth, the word, the way, the life. That's Christ. Anyway, that's, that's kind of a one, one way of understanding God. But, you know, God is everything that you can really create and everything that underpins it all. That's, that's, that's one thing. And Satan said, okay, that's cool, God, but I want to make something on my own. I want to be, I want to be like you, but I want to be, you know, true. Cause, cause like if you just create something, right. If you just created something, you know, like it would still be within the framework of God, you know, if, oh, I'm going to create a sandcastle. Oh, that's, that's in the framework of God. Right. But the only thing you can create that isn't within God, you know, that isn't within the, the, the principles of creation has to be something that God cannot be, that it's outside of God. 
And what can God not be? God cannot be evil. God cannot be, you know, anti-truth. God can't be something that is, you know, you know, God can't be Satan. And Satan said, you know what? The, well, the only thing that you can create that's outside of God is, is the, the Antichrist, you know? The anti-truth. That, that is the only thing that you can create that's outside of God. And but but the thing is, it's an illusion. It's not a real thing. It's a, as we said before, you know, as T approaches eternity, it vanishes into nothing because it's a shadow. It's not a you know, it doesn't exist. But I think Satan said, you know what? I have the opportunity to maybe for a short bubble of time seem like I am as powerful as God. And I think he saw that, he saw that, and he decided to make that decision. Now, at the end of the day, I've heard other people in an interesting sense. I think Charles Carroll actually said something like, something on this, but he said uh, maybe in one of his um, streams, I think, that Satan does a lot of what he does and like, or Satan hates. We're, I'm, 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 I'm butchering it, but essentially, Satan at some point realized the raw deal that he he made for himself, and now he just wants to drag as many people along with him. Because, I mean, he sees what his future is. He sees what the effects of what he did were. And he was like, and and he's basically like an like a, a terrorist, like an evil, like an evil, you know, like 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 if you're getting dragged into a in an abyss, you can either you know just drag get dragged down yourself, right, and you know, not hurt anybody, or you could grab as many people as you're as you're inevitably falling down, and then you know, and try and take as many people out with you. You know, it's it's just it's pure pure evil. You know, it's like. It, oh, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's probably the most evil thing you can possibly, you know, think of like, oh, I'm, I'm doomed. Therefore, let me, let me try to maximize the amount of suffering that I can, I can inflict on everyone around me because why not? Because, you know, it's, it's. So, so anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of another motivation of Satan. The first motivation is he wanted to be like God. He wanted to, you know, usurp the throne in a sense by making a, making a new throne. Even though it was built on sand and will crumble in a blink of an eye. Um, but he also, you know, well... I guess there's consistency in it, at least, you know, <laughs> by, by dragging people down, you know, you're, you're doing basically the opposite of, you know, of evangelization, you know, in terms of bringing people to Christ, you know, spreading the truth, spreading the anti-truth and bringing people into, to, to hell. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's an interesting thing to thought, think about. I think uh, I think I've probably said as much as I really can say on this. I think you guys can make more connections, but I think I think this is I think that this is the best understanding of 
Christian ontology or the Christian kind of worldview as I can really put it. And from my understanding, it's very robust. I think that it's, I mean, it's great. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's easy to know the, you know, the window dressing of, or the very basic details of, of what Christianity has to offer. And think that you know it all and think that, oh, wow, it's, yeah, I know it's boring and, and stupid, you know, because it's, it's not really complicated. But I think that a lot of people, you know, they know, they know, the, they know the minimum, they've thought the minimum about it. And they have made, like kind of like a fairy tale, you know, cartoon comic book understanding of all this stuff. And they don't really get it. They don't really, truly understand, like, the depths of it. And, and, and the, to be fair, I don't, I don't either because, well, I, don't, I guess I don't meditate on this stuff enough. But, like, I think if you really start thinking about this, if you really delve deep, this stuff is, like, profound. And, and it's, 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 it's logically robust. And I, I don't know. It's worth meditating on. It's worth thinking about. But anyway, let me know what you guys think about this or thought about this. If you guys agree, disagree, if you want to talk about it, DM me on Goosenov and uh, email me at quantumsnov at gmail.com if you're interested. But yeah, catch you in the next podcast or show. I hate the word podcast. Anyway, see you guys. Bye.